Good morning, everybody. This is the Marcus Today morning podcast, pre-market podcast. Sorry, Henry is up on the snowy slopes trying to pretend he's somewhat more agile than he probably is. So you have me today, and obviously the CPI number overnight was okay. Looking a bit silly in my portfolio sitting in cash at the moment. This is general advice only, not to be confused with advice suited to your personal financial circumstances, if it's advice at all. As you probably saw overnight... The CPI number was okay. Wall Street, Dow Jones up 86 points. That's 0.25%. You might have expected something a little bit more fruity than that, but I suppose it's been up 500 points in the last couple of days. It was up 326 points at best, so sort of faded away at the end there after the announcement. And in fact, if you look at the chart of the Dow Jones session, it was up before the announcement and then sort of flopped all day. The S&P 500, a little bit more fruity, plus 0.74%, and the Nasdaq up 1.15%. You do understand, don't you all, that the Dow Jones is a rubbish index. It has 30 stocks in it. It's not market cap weighted. It's share price weighted. Share price weighted? Ridiculous. The reason we use the Dow Jones, of course, is that the index is 34,347, when the S&P 500, a far better index, is 4,472. In other words, the Dow Jones is 10 times the number that the S&P 500 is. So when it moves 86 points, we get a better feel than seeing the S&P 500 move 33 points. So we customarily use the Dow Jones, but a rubbish index. So S&P 500 up 0.74%, NASDAQ up 1.15%. And as you'll see, in our new global stocks overnight table. Some of those big tech stocks, you just can't keep them down. And you'll see in our technical scan section, NASDAQ and S&P 500 both overbought, but at this point showing no signs of going down. Futures this morning up 62. The ASX 200 was up 27 yesterday. I've got to say 62 sounds like rather a lot, but we have BHP and Rio in ADR form in the US up 3.3% and 3.7% overnight. And that follows a generally good night for resources stocks overseas. You had Glencore up 4.9%, Freeport McMoran up 2.5%. South 32 in the UK was up 3.6%, and you've got gold stocks all racing overnight. Newmont up 4.4%, Barrick up 4.3%. Lithium not doing too much overnight. Have a look, as I say, at our new global stocks table. There are a list of lithium stocks overnight, which will give you a good guide on how our lithium stocks are going to do today, and they are just sort of out of the Spotlight, Piedmont down 0.2%, Atlas Lithium down 1.3%, Lithium America down 1.4%. Industrials mixed, which is why the Dow Jones didn't really do too much. Things like United Health down 2.4%, that's in the Dow Jones, only 30 stocks in the Dow Jones. And financials doing okay. Most of the investment banks in the US up 1% or around 1%. Goldman Sachs up 1.7%. And that, of course, is ahead of the results season, which starts on Friday. If you go to the website, our website, and go to the tools tab, you'll see the US second quarter results calendar. On Friday, we've got JP Morgan, Wells Fargo, Citigroup. 
And then on Tuesday next week, Bank of America, Morgan Stanley. Wednesday, Goldman Sachs, US Bancorp. You realize Goldman Sachs is actually quite a small company compared to the others. And the main interest on results is going to be when we get into the big tech results. And kicking that off is Tesla next Thursday, Netflix next Thursday. And then we have to wait to the week after where Monday we've got Microsoft. Tuesday the 25th, Alphabet, Meta. 26th, Wednesday, Amazon. Thursday, 27th, Apple. And when you consider that big tech is universally thought to be overvalued at the moment, these results really have to be good. And if you remember the last set of results, which absolutely kicked off, Microsoft went up 10% in the two days after its results last quarter. What we need to see is a building momentum for cloud and AI, AI in particular. So results need to be good. So expecting a rally today helped by financials driven by resources. As you'll see, the headline CPI number overnight was 3.0%, slightly better than expectations, 3.1% and down from 4% in May. And the core number was 4.8%, down from 5.3% in May. When you consider that this number, this headline number was 9.1% in the middle of last year, it looks like the Fed are getting on top of the curve. Good result, but interestingly, the chances of the Fed raising rates at the July 26th Fed meeting, FOMC meeting, went up overnight to 94.2%. So the expectation is that the Fed are going to raise rates. And then we've got Goldman Sachs suggesting they are then going to go on hold for the rest of the year. So the focus has moved to the September meeting, but I can guarantee what the Fed will be saying about that. We will be data driven. And there's plenty of data to come out before the September meeting of the Fed. So you've got a gap here from 26th of July to 20th of September. It's almost two months without a Fed meeting. What else can I tell you? Fed chatter on the back of those CPI numbers continue to be a little bit hawkish. Inflation's too high still. Warnings about backing off too early. Still not within the Fed's or not at the Fed's target range. So pressure still on rates. On the back of all that, you've probably seen bond yields took a bit of a dive in the US and they took a bit of a dive here in Australia yesterday. But bond yields in the US, 10 year down 12 basis points, two year down 14 basis points. Good stuff. The other thing that's going on is the US dollar index absolutely crunched down 1.19%. That's a huge move for a currency. On the back of that, the Aussie dollar's making progress, 67.87. And resources going up, as I say, looking a little bit silly in my one stock portfolio in BHP today. But one day doesn't make a reason to buy forever. So we will, or I will consider what to do about that later today. The market still doesn't feel like it's really got great momentum, it has to be said. The Chinese economy is going nowhere. It's hard to get bullish about resources until we get a new momentum behind China and iron ore, and it's really just not there at the moment. Other headlines, a bit few and far between. Elon Musk taking on OpenAI. Didn't he start OpenAI with a, is this how you pronounce it? XAI launch. 
Twitter owes $500 million in severance pay to employees, ex-employees. Trump, way ahead in the 2024 Republican polls. Sorry, breaking one of the golden rules of newsletters. Never talk about AFL, religion, politics, or Trump. Not if you don't want 1,000 disgruntled emails coming at you to waste your time. Anyway, not much on the data front. All eyes on the U.S. results on Friday. Jobless, initial jobless numbers as usual tonight in the U.S. And PPI numbers following the CPI numbers as well. GDP numbers out of the U.K. Looking through our early announcements this morning. Net wealth FUM numbers. Can't tell you whether they're good or bad. VEA guidance this morning. Clean away, small acquisition. Andrew Forrest getting a divorce. No impact on Fortescue operations, control or direction of Fortescue, Mindaroo or Tatarang. Blackmore's determined to pay a dividend and that's about that. I'll be back with the members podcast midday today. You have a fabulous day. According to the futures, it will be a good day at least. <laughs>